Hi, welcome to Living in a Material World, and I'm your host, David Prada. Today's guest is Atika Oldwine Gribble, and she is the fabulous founder and owner of the luxury floral boutique Oldwine Florals in downtown Los Angeles. She has now just recently launched her incredible new collection of fragrances and candles. So welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Hello, David. Hello. I can't wait to discuss with you your journey on getting here. I kind of looked through my notes and I see that you came from Chicago. So is that where you're originally from? No, I'm originally from the Bay Area, Northern California. And I went to Chicago in my early 20s for grad school. And I ended up staying there through my early 30s. So I stayed for about 10 years. Oh, fantastic. I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities. But I was reading, you have a background in marketing. So you went from marketing guru to floral guru to now fragrance guru. So take us through that journey of working in marketing and making your way to Los Angeles and creating a huge impact in your career. Oh, well, you know, it's very interesting that the title marketer, I feel like is somewhat new, right? Are you kind of like me old enough to know, you know, when people didn't care about CMOs or (laughs) any of that, it was just kind of like, you had a CEO, you had a CEO and then whatever else happened. That's it. And so when I was working in Chicago, I was working at the Oprah Winfrey show and she brought on a marketing team later in the show. That's how like new marketing is, right? She was like, I'm the most watched television show in the world, arguably, and we don't even have a marketing team. But I was really fascinated by the marketing team because I saw it for what it was, which was kind of like bridging PR and that affiliate marketing space that they did in TV where you are on NBC and I don't know, Kansas, and then they find out about you, right? Yeah. Course. You know, starting to bring in social media with Facebook, so that digital marketing piece, ads, all of that. I was really fascinated with it. And I worked on the affiliate marketing side, but I wanted to get a little more involved in digital marketing. And that happened when I moved to LA after the Oprah show and started working for AEG. A lot of people are not as familiar with it, but some people know it as the people that own LA Live, where the Lakers and Clippers play and where they host all the award shows and red carpet events. So I was a digital marketer for LA Live and I got tons of experience. And after a couple of years of doing marketing for this wonderful company that allowed me to learn and grow, I then went and decided, oh, I could do this myself. I could be my own marketer for my independent company and I'll get clients and That's when I fell into the floral business, the world of flowers. And I actually had a client, one of the biggest florists here in LA. He was the in-house florist at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. And I was just floored when I saw what was happening behind the scenes at his flower shop. I fell in love with flowers. I actually, was that Eric that you worked for, Eric? Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. I actually have always admired his fragrances as well. I remember when he launched them at Saks and then he launched them at Le Bon Marché in Paris. And I was like, look at this. This is unreal. Yes. I mean, he's a huge inspiration just all around. His fragrance line, when it launched is when I started with him working on the floral side But everything was really tied in. He opened a perfumery on Beverly Boulevard in Los Angeles that was just so chic. And he held art shows and 
it was just a beautiful moment for him. So he's definitely like one of the goats. So when did you transition to owning your own floral studio and boutique? It was around 2017. I was at Eric's for a while and I really enjoyed it. It was a wonderful, wonderful place to work because I was really behind the scenes. I really saw a space for myself to open my own floral shop, my own floral studio here in downtown LA. I live in downtown LA. I love downtown. I've been here now for about 10 years. Downtown, if you know LA, it really has shifted from being a place where people just kind of come and go to work, you know, city halls here and other corporations to a really burgeoning like metropolis. And so when I saw there weren't any upscale floral businesses, and I know that folks love their flowers, and I was like, why doesn't downtown LA, where there are a lot of wholesalers, but they didn't have any really chic floral shop. So I was like, well, I can open a really cool floral business here because I know there's got to be a demand. And I was correct. We really hit the ground running and started getting clients right away. And it was a wonderful transition for me because I got to stay in the world of flowers. And I continued to do my marketing because I had to market my own business. And I got to work in a community that I love close to home. I love it. Such an entrepreneur. <laughs> you have that from the beginning and you're like, okay, I'm going to keep going. And what I love most is like, you probably have the best flowers in town because you can get them first before everyone else. <laughs> and then I have all my friends. I'm like, I'm five minutes away. Do not give those flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, you definitely have a whole niche market. If not, you have the whole city going, I'm calling her right away for my arrangements. You have all these corporate clients as well. And so are you allowed to share who your corporate clients are with your floral business or? Yeah, no, I, I mean, find NDAs, but not with all of them. Yeah. So, you know, one of our first and most long standing client has been Moet Hennessy. And so we do all of the Hennessy events here in L.A., and when people think of Hennessy, I mean, it is a luxury item and Moet Hennessy and then Louis Vuitton's under them. So they do lots of dinners, lots of gifting, lots of events. And so they've been using us since we launched. Valentino is one of our clients and we do a lot of wonderful gifting for them to their beautiful stylists and very stylish people. Hulu's a client, Facebook, Netflix. You know, I was able to leverage relationships. And then once our flowers were delivered and people saw the quality and they got the feedback from the folks they were sending the flowers to that they loved them, they've been using us ever since. No, I think I saw just recently someone received flowers from a friend of mine who's a stylist. So I'm like now going to go back on his Instagram and I looked at those flowers and I was like, look at that gorgeous bouquet. I was like, oh my God. If you're in LA, they're probably from us. <laughs> I think so. Because actually I remember seeing them and they were in this gorgeous vase and it was just like stunning. It was all one color of florals. I couldn't remember what it was, but. They may have been pink because they've been doing a lot of pinks lately. Oh, I think it was. Afterwards, I'm going to DM you and be like, oh my God, my friend Nicole got your flowers. And so I definitely wanted to know how you segued from. You're such an entrepreneur. I'm sure you're a force and you can't stop just with flowers in a boutique. And so you're like, okay, now I'm going to expand. So when did it all come about where you kind of were going through the process and developing this idea and concept of launching your own fragrances? Well, I didn't necessarily think that I was going to launch a fragrance line when I started my floral company. 
But I did want to do something that would allow me to send a version of my flowers outside of Los Angeles. Because as of now, if you don't live in LA or in one of the surrounding cities, you can't get our flowers. And people get bummed when they find out we don't deliver outside of the greater Los Angeles area. So when I was approached by someone who, it was really interesting because it was mid-pandemic and things were just crazy, kind of like nobody knew what was going to happen. We thought it was going to last a few weeks. Then we're like, but it's been over two months. And <laughs> yeah, I remember. You know, I hate to bring it up. I really I do. I know. I'm, just um, like, I'm still having post-traumatic stress from it, but it's okay. I am too. So I'm like, I will, we'll go very quickly through that part of the story. So essentially the person that approached me just said, you know, I have this opportunity with the company called Fermanish. They're one of the world's best scent makers, and they're looking to partner with folks who have a passion about fragrance. And, you know, what are your thoughts? Are you interested in creating a fragrance? I know you have a floral business. And I was like, uh, heck yeah. And Fermanish, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So it just kind of started with that. And it was mid pandemic. So I had a lot of time on my <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm home. I could do this. I mean, how do you create a, a fragrance from your computer? Because I can't see you. I can't go and, you know what I mean? Yeah. So figured it out. And it was really cool because like I said, I had plenty of time on my hands, lots of time to put into it. Events had canceled. People mm-hmm. weren't getting married. So we didn't have any weddings. And I was pregnant. Oh, oh <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. The most important, biggest launch. <laughs> Was like I was birthing two babies at once, so it was really amazing timing. So I just started working on this fragrance and talking to the people who, you know, the world's best noses, and telling them what I thought would be the type of scent that I'd like to create, and the notes, and you know, doing a little bit of reflecting on my own journey because I wanted it to be a reflection of who I am and my story. And so it was a really, really good time to do something like that. And that's how the segue happened. To use all your creativity and all your know-how with florals and creating this amazing fragrance. I love it because you also probably were the most sensitive too. Your nose must have been like high definition, like to smell everything even clearer while you were pregnant. Yes. And it was also just beautiful to, you know, when you're creating a scent, you know, they want you to have a story. Why are you doing this? And I really went back into my childhood. And I think because I was pregnant and I was thinking about, you know, how I have a daughter. So her future and what I want her childhood to be like and what my childhood was like and how that lent to the woman that I am today. So it was just a really nice, nice occasion to be able to birth descent. When I was reading up on your fragrance, I have never smelled a fragrance with wild freesia. Is there a story behind wild freesia as a child? You know what? There isn't because I didn't even know what freesia was <laughs> until <laughs> maybe 2014. And I was like, oh, it's freesia. That's awesome. But no, I really didn't. I mean, I grew up in the Bay Area. If you know anything about the Bay Area, it's super yeah. granola. So yeah. I have stories about Birkenstocks as a child. I have yeah. stories about sunflowers and yeah. things that are not as fancy as freesia. But after working in flowers, and for me, freesia is one of the most fragrant flowers and so, so delightful to smell. I love the smell of freesia. I love the smell of gardenia. I love orchids. I love vanilla. So we just wanted to put all of that 
in there. Freesia came to me later in life. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, but I love all the notes. I love a gorgeous like orchid and I love vanilla. So I can't wait to experience it. I actually love how you chose the packaging with having like gorgeous glass with like beautiful the cap is stunning. Can you tell us the process of the packaging when you were developing at all? You know what? It was a very rigorous process because you see this glass bottle that all these beautiful perfumes come in, but I'd never thought about who manufactured them, where the glass comes from. And so we wanted to use the same manufacturers that the bottles that we look at and we think are beautiful came from. So the manufacturer that we use also creates the glass for Baccarat. So we wanted to like go there. And then the cap that we chose, we had a bunch of caps sent our way. And then I was kind of looking at other fragrances and looking at kind of what style caps people use. And I saw some that felt very similar. And so we went with the wood cap because it just felt very different. And we liked how it fit on that square bottle. And it just went really flush with the bottle very nicely. And so we was like, oh, we're like, okay, this is very clean. It looks different. And it looks luxe. It does. I think especially during pandemic, what it does, it brings luxury also with the earth. Like it just has that great balance of luxury and lifestyle and also with your floral background and marketing background. It's genius. It's stunning. So congratulations. Thank you. So during the process, I'm, I'm picturing you working from home and you have all these fragrance samples from former niche, like all over your desk and you're like, testing everything out and then you have glass packaging everywhere and you're like mad scientist is that what it was like it really was I mean they sent I was just getting packages of different bottles different weights different shapes different caps everybody that came over and it was pandemic so you know you have like a bubble so there were like five people I would make them smell it and then I would ask their opinion and then you would look at something for a really really long time and then you would decide something different two days later so it was a lot of going through the motions of do we want clear glass do we want white glass black do you want it to be foggy smoky whatever this yeah the frosted look that they have The frosted there you go frosted And what Pantones are we going to use for the logo? So it was a very rigorous process. It really was. Oh, wow. And so from the beginning to end, how long did the process take? A little over a year. Oh, wow. And I didn't expect for it to take that long. So then to add insult to injury after the pandemic, remember, I think we're still having it, the delay in like the distribution chain. So everything getting delayed. So basically, in order to approve everything, it had to be shipped to us. And some of the materials were being shipped from Italy and from France. And those things were delayed. And they're like out in the sea. Mm-hmm. And so... Stuck at customs. To, <laughs> yes, stuck at customs. And it was... Now people really understand because we were dealing with it as a small business. Yeah. And I think, you know, that distribution chain hadn't quite been disturbed in a larger way, but now everyone sees like my girlfriend who sells school uniforms. She's like, yeah, we can't get our burgundy pleated skirts. Like there's, you know, all of these things happening. I remember going to target and they didn't have salt or pepper. I was Mm -hmm. like salt or pepper. Like that just seems like an obvious thing on the shelf, but nope. The distribution chain is off. I had a feeling because I could sense it last year as like things were like getting through holiday And because during pandemic, so many people bought so much, but then there was not enough workers out there and people working. And, you know, so we found issues with like raw goods, with packaging, componentry, and 
our brands, like the ones that had at least one year on hand were fine, but the ones that like were doing six months on hand or, or even launching when you're launching, you have no idea how successful you may be. And that was the thing they were like, Oh, you know, you're just getting a few pallets or whatever. I'm like, no, that's like my whole savings. (laughs) (laughs) I just invested everything on this brand. That's all I got. Like you better get those pallets over here. So (laughs) (laughs) So do the fragrance happen first and then the candles are all three together? All three together. This is just pretty much our capsule collection. So we have our one fragrance. We have other fragrances that we've created, but we just wanted to launch with this one. It was a fan favorite. And then the two candles, we wanted to give something that was a little more masculine and then another that was more feminine. They all launched at the same time. Great. And so besides your own space and your clientele, where have you started selling them to? So we're actually launching at the end of the month at a wonderful beauty store called Beauty Beats, and that's B-E-E-T-Z. It's here in LA on Laurel Canyon. Beautiful. And then we're going to be launching at a foot spa on Rodeo Drive. Great. And then we are also here at Ovine Florals in Los Angeles. And so we decided to go with the smaller boutiques because it just makes sense for us, especially because we don't have that many SKUs. Once we get a little larger and have more SKUs, then obviously we're going to, you know, go for the Ulta's and the high-end stores. But until then, it just kind of makes sense to just get on some shelves of some smaller boutiques that we have relationships with. Of course, as a brand builder, my whole career, literally, I always love starting that way. And I love three. The number three SKUs is always the best because you can get it into all the specialty boutiques, all the independents, all those amazing mom and pop stores across the country. And they actually speak about your brand just like you would, if not sometimes better, because they have so much passion about what they bring in. I actually think it's a brilliant strategy. Like recently I had a call with a brand that went right to Nordstrom's and right to another big account. And then they have no stock, but then they have no cash flow. And then they're waiting to get paid, but they may get all these returns from these big box retailers. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know if I could help you because this sounds like a hot mess already. (laughs) You know, you have a lot of experience. I don't, but I have a few people who have given me some tips. And one of them was to just kind of start small and work your way up. And I think that that's great advice. So hopefully... I'm so happy to hear that, Atika, because most people want to just go big right away. But the most successful brands that have been bought by big conglomerates, like they all start in neighborhood boutique shops in the beginning. And then they become this like organic kind of like beautiful brand where you can find in the best fashion stores, best beauty stores. And then eventually you'll find it in one big box retailer when it has already had a few hundred of these specialty stores. And I think it's brilliant. And it's also cash flow. They prepay most of the time. So you get your money up front. (laughs) And that is very important as well. (laughs) I also started my business with like nothing because I'm first generation in this country. So it's like literally my parents like taught me to like be scrappy. You know, I'm a hustler scrapper and that's how I started. And that's how I roll still to this day. And I love hearing that. You're so refreshing. Thank you. And so what are the candle scents? We haven't talked about it. What are in them? What are their notes? So our Find Your Zen candle is a little more woodsy. So it has basil. It's giving a little more of that aromatic woodsy smell to it. 
And then bridal bouquet is the one that has the vanilla orchid and it has the water. And it's very similar. I'm looking at the Old Vine Fragrance Meadow Bloom Box. I love that. Since your outer packaging, how beautiful. So clean. I love anything with basil in it. Oh, this is the fragrance. So this is the with the freesia and the orchid and the vanilla. This is with the freesia and the orchid and the vanilla. Oh, so beautiful. And then the bridal bouquet is more of a rosy smell. Mm, I love that. I love roses. So it has the roses and it has the lily of the valley. That's the flower that you're supposed to use in the in the bride's bouquet. It's very like European, like mm-hmm. proper. We don't we just put peonies and whatever else we want. <laughs> but it has that lily of the valley, which is the quintessential. I love the scent of it. I love lily of the valley. For me, I love candles, but sometimes when I have fresh lilies in the house, it's just forget about it. Yes, no, lily of the valley Next is amazing. Level. And we have, it's the cedar wood that's in the finder men. So it has the cedar wood and the basil. I want to see the right, the right name for you. I love that. So that one was named the Zen Candle. Find your Zen, yes. Find your Zen. And everyone needs to find their Zen after what we've gone through the last few years. Listen, and it's so fragrant. It's so fragrant. And how long does it burn for? <laughs> I've been burning mine, <laughs> like, just a little. But, I mean, it's going for months. I don't even know. I have, wow. like... Yeah, because you don't have to burn it all day. I love that. So after you get these out into market, do you have already a pipeline of other scents you're working on and you've worked on already? We keep saying like spring, but summer's coming and then fall. So I really want to see what happens in these stores that we're entering into now. We have been working very, very hard to get into these stores. And mm-hmm. so before we start on more SKUs, I just kind of want to see what the response is. I think most people don't realize when you create a brand, it's a lot of work to get it into market. It takes a lot of time. I always like tell like everyone thinks it's just so easy, but once you break through though, it's no stopping. You just got to plow through them. I mean, people are asking, when are you making, when are you releasing your new scents? And I'm like, they're coming, they're coming. But I am very excited about these three and we are looking to release a few more. That's fantastic. So during this whole process of creating this fragrance category for your business, what was the most difficult part of it all? I would say, and it just is what it is, probably fundraising and trying to get the capital that we need to get everything done. We got an initial investment from a business partner that we were already in business with, which was really awesome. But I was trying to work on getting investors in the beginning and we didn't have a product. You're like, well, where's the fragrance? I'm like, once you give me the money, then we're going to make this. Uh That was a little tricky, but we were able to do it and we were able to launch and then not launch, but actually pay for the glass and the bottling and all of that. And then After that, I say one of the harder parts was getting everything here because of that crazy distribution line fiasco that was going on. Well, especially when you have such good taste like you getting such fancy glass. (laughs) You know, that was difficult, but everything has just also been really a lesson. You know, when you're building something and you're, you're doing everything for the first time, everything seems really hard, if you will, but it's really just working that muscle. Yeah, it is working that muscle. And I always tell people, you have to celebrate all the success and all the failures because that's what really teaches you how to grow. 
celebrating both. And like my director always laughs because like when we've had the worst meeting or the worst day, I'm like, I think I need champagne and caviar. I know we can't afford it because we didn't get a PO or it didn't work out today, but it's going to make me feel so much better. And so I want to know, so you were pregnant during this time. So when was your daughter born? My daughter was born on March 30th. She actually just celebrated her first birthday. So March 30th, 2021. So she's a little Aries. She's a little Aries. She's like the perfect daughter for my husband and I, because we are movers and shakers and we're, we've got a lot of high energy. We're extroverts. And so I'm like, if this baby is going to come into this family, she's going to have to, you know, mind her P's and Q's. (laughs) Well, you did get yourself a fire sign. Yes, I did. She is going to roll with you guys. No problem. (laughs) She's her own little self. Like she's got her own demand. She's like, okay, I'll do that first. I have this list that you need to go through. (laughs) So It's a lot of fun. She's a great baby. Congratulations on both babies. I know we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you a few more questions before we say goodbye. But I wanted to find out if you were to do this all over again, what would you change? You know, I've really enjoyed this process. Good. I really have. I mean, I feel like I've been really supported. I have great Mm -hmm. business partners. You know, my husband and I work hand in hand. I probably would not have done this in the pandemic so that I could go to France and smell the scents myself. Okay, there you go. I could definitely picture you in the lavender fields and grass. I could see all the looks you put together for that trip. Part of our plan, we thought the pandemic would be over and we could go to France and we could sniff it ourselves. And then, but no, they had to actually ship them to us. And then we could- <laughs> them it was like the whole thing so i'm actually seeing this whole photo shoot of you in france i see it happening this year where you're like just a great photo shoot i see it happening i would love that let's speak it into fruition for all our listeners out there what would be your words of advice if they were starting out and starting their own company their own boutique their own brand what would your words of advice since you have so much experience I would say progress over perfection. I always preach that. I feel like sometimes we are always trying to get perfectly right. And you don't have to do that. You can just get it honestly good enough. And then once you're at that next step, you get it good enough to get to the next step. And then you get it good enough to get to the next step. So once you're finally to the finish line, you're going to look back and you're like, actually, it was great. You know, if you're just waiting for it to be perfect, you're never going to get to that next step and that next step and that next step will actually get you to complete the project. So I always tell people progress over perfection. Well, I have to say, I think just having you on today and learning that is something I needed to hear today because I'm always, I'm a crazy Leo with a Virgo mother. My mom's a Cuban Latin Virgo who's intense. And then my dad's a Sicilian cancer. So I'm like, (gasps) so I'm always like trying to do everything perfect. So progress over perfection. I'm going to live by that, Atika. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Well, before we go, I want all the listeners, where can they find your glorious candles and your amazing fragrance? So they can find our candles and fragrance at oldvinefragrance.com. And they can also find us in store at Old Vine Florals if they're ever in downtown LA. We're at 132 West 7th Street in PLA and also at Beauty Beats on Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Fantastic. You know, I live off of Laurel Canyon Boulevard, so I'll be stopping by. Kitchen Invite. We're doing our launch on April 24th. I am here. 
So let me know. I truly will. <laughs> so it was wonderful speaking with you. And I look forward to meeting you in person because you are absolutely stunning. If the listeners can't see because we record now without any of the video, but you are absolutely beautiful inside and out. And you're an inspiration. And I'm so glad I got to speak with such a great entrepreneur today. Thank you for being on our show. Oh, David, I appreciate you. And please let me know if your friend got our flowers. I will. I'm going to because I just saw them like a few days ago or yesterday because he's a stylist. So he dressed everyone for the Grammys and for the Oscars. And so I was just like, what gorgeous flowers. You know, now I know. And I have a lot of friends that live downtown. So I'll be calling you to send them flowers for presents for sure. And Atika, thank you again. Thank you. One of my favorite parts of my job is always meeting amazing entrepreneurs that are doing things from their soul and from their heart. So it was wonderful meeting Atika today because she really truly is an inspiration to all of us and her words of advice and remember what she says, progress over perfection. I'll be using that. Thank you, Atika. Until next time, everyone.